Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And new Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Coming up, Love Talk with Evelyn Davison. Her guest today is Dr. David Smith. Love Talking today about life with changes and differences. Thank you, John, and uh, this is Evan Davison in the studio here at Today's Christian Talk, 1120 a.m. on the dial, the bridge. And we are the bridge building uh, hmm, bridges of understanding and uh, compassion and goodness and kindness. And as we um, talk today, we're going to do that with a very special friend. And uh, he is my friend, Dr. David Smith. He's executive director of Austin Baptist Association. And the pastor's pastor. I've known him for about 20 years. And uh, good morning, David. We are so happy. I should say good morning, good afternoon. <laughs> it's going to be a long day today, right? Well, Miss Evelyn, thank you much for the opportunity to be with you today. I, uh, I'm just amazed you're, uh, you're still able to function as well as you are after an exciting week with two NDP. weeks. I'm telling you, NDP and all that's going on, and here we are with uh, Cinco de Mayo, oh. National Day of Prayer. <laughs> As I told you, I've already had a wedding this morning. So, oh, uh, well, I yeah. love weddings. I like them better than I do funerals. There you I go. had a guy call me one time and ask me if I would marry him. I had discipled him. Uh-huh. And I said, no, but when you die, I can bury you. There you go. There <laughs> yeah, but i got to bury you in water first. We've got to get you, you know, connected with somebody like David Smith oh. and, and get plugged in. Because, David, what you do in this city is just be on. My comprehension. Well, the, the fact that uh, you are so stable and you have worked so hard so long, and I know every day things change, but uh, pastors are, I think, sometimes the loneliest people in the world, and I have a lot of them that I work with, mm-hmm. and it, you know, sometimes they just don't have a best friend that they can go to. Well, that's exactly right, Evelyn, and I think that's what's so exciting about the emphasis that God's given you in your life and ministry to pray. And uh, we have seen just making a visit to a pastor and volunteering to praying for him mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, how can we pray for you really opens the door in a very significant way to minister to these pastors because you've said it so very well. Mm-hmm. Who do they go to? Yeah. Who do they talk to? There's a, there's an expectation on the part of their constituency, their members. That they've got everything together. And uh, so thank you uh, for what you do. You're always looking for ways to bless pastors and encourage them. But uh, it is an exciting time to be in Austin. I'm telling you, the body of Christ, 
cross-denominational lines and cross-ethnicities is really coming together. Well, it has, and it's cross-Texas too, David. Yes, yes. And we're going to talk about some of those things today. I know your favorite uh, verse is Galatians 2.20, and I want us to talk about that today. <laughs> but, yes. you know, you mentioned we have had a lot of busy we, uh, days the last few weeks. What is, uh, we're talking about changes and differences today. Okay. Because I am, as my audience knows, I am 85 years old, mm-hmm. and I'm having to change some things. I Three weeks ago, I fainted and got a concussion, and uh, I've had to slow down a little bit, but there was not time to slow down, mm-hmm. and there was not an automobile that I could go in. Yes. But, you know, this is what life is, how we begin to meet those times in our life or in situations mm-hmm. where we have to make a change because of some differences. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today, mm-hmm. but I want to ask you a big question. Sure. Go ahead. What is the biggest change? that um, you're living with right now that has had an impact on your life? Oh, my goodness. Boy, I tell you what, where do you, how do you begin to break that down? We, uh, we have two children that we are so very proud of, as you are of your children and grandchildren. And uh, so our daughter uh, now is a freshman at Baylor. So we are empty nesters. So, empty. Oh, boy. Listen, one of the biggest changes, uh, she comes home tomorrow after finishing her finals. And so... We're going to adjust back into having her in the home. But uh, it's been an exciting time, Evelyn, for Julie and I to uh, kind of begin our life again as just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Now, we've got a, a couple of little lap dogs that, that Julie <laughs> loves. But, Julie uh, owns those. Yeah, that's, Ju- that's Julie's department, although okay. I, I'm responsible for feeding and all this kind of thing. But, you know, one of the, one of the big changes in... Um, and Bethany and now Thompson's been away for a little while, was uh, we just bought a house. And one of the significant shifts, I think, in the world in which we live is uh, many people, uh, they just don't have any relationship to church, no experience with church, mm-hmm. no history with church. And when we moved into our neighborhood, we intentionally moved in with a desire to be missionaries. Yes. And on our street, uh, it ends in a cul-de-sac, mm-hmm. there are 52 homes. Oh. And so we have printed out a uh, a uh, schematic mm-hmm. of uh, of that entire street, and we're just on each of those houses, putting the names of the people and praying for them. And one of the changes, you know, when you had asked me in anticipation of our gathering together, uh, how do I see myself as a missionary where I live? And assume that not everybody goes to church, although we have found a couple of folks that are on that on our street that are believers, but how would we develop relationships with mm-hmm. them such that we would have an opportunity uh, to share Christ with them? So one of the things we're going to do this summer is uh, take uh, our tent that we have at the ABA and uh, get a grill, get somebody who knows how to grill, not me, uh-huh. and just invite our neighbors. Bring your lawn chair. Wouldn't that be, would you invite me well, to Absolutely. That? I, lo- I love to make new friends. Well, and and that's it. Just making friends. Mm-hmm. And and literally taking the time, whatever time it needs, uh, to develop that relationship for the opportunity to speak in to their life. Now we uh, we have found that on our street there are a number of people that have quite a few younger children, and so we've already told Bethany when she comes home, hey, listen, dear, it's time for you to get a job, and uh, <laughs> maybe she can babysit yes. with the uh, with the opportunity of ministering to these folks. So big changes, new house, empty nest. And how to be a missionary. Those would be some big and a new dog. And it, well, the, the, the two dogs. The two dogs have been around, and I, I didn't. Oh. I didn't complete the story. The older one uh, looks to be at. I think it would be about 115 years of age, uh, right, ready to go on to heaven. So Julie has us a third dog <laughs> that we pick up uh, May 16th. Uh, oh. She will be weaned. So. It's a busy house with three dogs. Well, you, uh, you'll adjust quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, the one thing about you don't have to have a babysitter normally for dogs. So, That's right. You know, you, you've got a little freedom there. That's one of the things that comes basically as we age is the freedoms God gives us to move to new in new directions and do new things mm-hmm. and, and make new changes in our life. Absolutely. I mentioned earlier that you're... Um, your life verse is Galatians 2.20. That's right. Uh, I want us to talk about that. Um, let's talk a little bit about 
uh, what Dr. Paul had to say, and uh, it, it starts off on verse 19. What actually took place is this. He's talking to a group that um, are making probably some major changes, and he said, I keep keeping rules and working my head off to please God, and it didn't work. Right. How do you see that in the world today? Boy, I tell you, I run, I run into more people that uh, see, you know, their church attendance or their religious dimension driven by, I'm going to do all of these things and I'm going to win merit. I'm going to win my way oh. in to to God's favor. And, uh, boy, the message of grace just needs to be communicated and preached uh, and shared with people. And that's the that's the uniqueness about this message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's a message of grace. And, um, yeah, we we can't be good enough. You know, uh, Scripture talks about the fact our righteousness, if uh, if we're on our best day, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's like filthy rags. And so, uh, yeah, thank you. I don't know. I don't know how you came across my life verse, dear. But well, I, I've it, known you a while. You've known me a while. Right. <laughs> We've done some TV together, and I looked at the old note. But the, the the thing that's so exciting about this is we're talking about changes and differences. Yeah. The next verse said, so this is the author. So I quit being a lawman so that I could be God's man. Oh, wow. Tell me about that in your life. <laughs> you know, growing up, you know, you would uh, you would have this tendency, you know, especially as a younger person, you know, you're going to church, you're hearing these messages and these sermons, and you tend to rate yourself by, you know, how well am I doing, right. you know, in regard to everybody else. Yes. And when you find out that, you know, measuring self by yourself by everybody else's standard mm. is, is not God's way, and there's such a freedom... And saying, Lord, I just release and I serve you. Yes, it's not a uh, it's not a license to to just just live. However, but there's a a great freedom in that to say, Christ, I'm in you, and you in me, and I serve you, and I love you, and all that I am is you. And uh, again, when you give up that yoke of all of these rules and all of these directives, boy, there's there's peace in that. There is peace in that for sure. Well, my one of my little uh, handles I have okay. is my motto for life. Okay, and it's He plus me equals we. Ah, I like that. I got to jot that down. Now, it's not very good grammar. <laughs> <laughs> he plus me equals we. I cannot do everything. Yeah. And the reason I'm here is because he, the Lord Jesus has called me Amen. to do what it is that I am equipped and trained to do. Amen. But, you know, the next part of this verse tells us something else. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. What does being crucified with Christ mean, David? Well, the, the incredible part of that is the old David, the old Evelyn, mm-hmm. it, it's been done away with. It's been taken care of. It's died to to what it was and uh, we were talking even before we went on this morning about you know the work that the lord's given me an opportunity to do with our homeless people mm-hmm. and uh, so many of my friends they live their life in the agony of the past and and for so many of them i tell them i say you know what god loves you which obviously in many of our homeless folks is one of the biggest issues that they deal with they, they just don't have an experience that love and i said the great thing about this relationship with Christ, he loves us such that that, uh, that past life is gone. And as I am crucified in Christ, as I identify with him in, uh, you know, and we were talking about baptism earlier, you know, a little bit earlier, that I'm raised in this new way of life. Yes. And, uh, and that newness and that freshness and that restart um, if you, uh, if you will, by the way, I wanted to tell you as, you know, just as a little aside, I called my homeless friends this morning and I said, Hey, turn us on on the radio. And, uh, and many of them, yeah, they've got cell phones and radios and they're listening in. This well, morning. we'll be on, uh, we're pre-typing this on, on Thursday. Good. Uh, we've had a really busy week. We're going to talk about that, David. Good. Um, but we'll be on Saturday at two. Okay, good. And Sunday at three. Saturday. Every Saturday. Every Sunday, okay. and this in October we'll be celebrating 33 years of Love Talk in the Austin market. <laughs> that is so exciting. Well, you know, it's just one day, one step, one love hug at a time. David. That's right. That's right. And if you look at the future and try to figure it out, um, we we put God in a position in our life when we say, "You've got to do this," mm-hmm. uh, instead of following, we are leading Him mm-hmm. and. 
you know, it's that's what the resurrected life is. I call it the Easter life. There you go. Yeah. I call it the Easter life. Wow. I yeah. had a a, a, a a black pastor come to me one day. He said, I'm going to ask you a question. I said, I'll answer it if it's sanitary. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, what do you believe about Easter? How do you celebrate? Wow. And I said, you know, I have never, I've always talked about Christmas. Mm-hmm. And he said, no. He said, how do you celebrate Easter? I said, I celebrate it as a graduation day. Wow. I left my old life and began a new life. Mm-hmm. And I'm praying the Lord would build me a house at Love and Divine in heaven. Mm-hmm. And when I get there, I want to have a porch with rocking chairs and swings on it yeah. and a light. And I said to that gentleman, I will leave the light on for you. You come by and visit. <laughs> and we'll love talk. There you go. That's good. It, it is time for us to take our break. Let's do that. We come back. I want us to talk when we come back a little bit about how it is that we move our ego uh, from out of the center point of our life into what we call the Easter life right after this. Amen. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com Coming up, Love Talk with Evelyn Davison. Her guest today is Dr. David Smith. Love Talking today about life with changes and differences. Thank you, John, and thank you to those wonderful uh, sponsors that have made it possible for us to be here with you, John, and thank you for what you're doing to help us today. This is an exciting day as we have one of my very best pastor friends in the studio, and that is David Smith, who is the executive director for the Austin Baptist Association and is the really wheel on the wagon of prayer that covers this state capital. And I I can never say thank you enough to you, David, for well, who you are and what you do and um, just glory in it. I said to you this morning, we're like we're bouncing on an ocean of joy this week because of the things God's done, but it's because of people like you. Well, Evelyn, you got us all started. You got us all excited with this, and uh, it's been fun to see, you know, folks coming together for prayer. This uh, lake being filled to 681, and oh yes, all the we want to talk about uh, all that the all the all the fun be, uh, behind that. But uh, you know, it was it was interesting. I didn't have an opportunity to be with you over at. Uh, you know, at the uh, military gathering for the Camp National Mabry. Camp Mabry. Yes, thanks. And a, a good pastor friend of mine, associate pastor, was there, and he said uh, that Dr. Bowman and uh-huh. Trey Kent did a great job, and that Mother Davidson was there. And I said, <laughs> I, I thought to myself, I said, that is so true. And and as a good mother, you have you have taught us and trained us up uh, toward prayer. Well, thank you, David. I tell you, it's just a matter of living that Easter life. And I want to know, you know, how different do you see men today in regard to being, uh, you know, religious or inspirational uh, in regard to living an Easter life? That means above, you know, that that death thing where you just, everything is gloomy and dark, where we have hope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we've been uh, we've been talking about that verse, my life verse, out of Galatians chapter 2. And uh, those that are listening probably are wondering, what translation are we using? That comes from the message. Yes. But, Evelyn, you bring bring up a good point. I think throughout history, uh, man has tried to figure out um, who's in charge of my life, who is the Lord, who is on the throne of my life. Mm-hmm. And when you or I put ourselves on that throne in that preeminent spot, then it's about us and what we can accomplish and about our own ego. But when we relinquish that rec- that mm-hmm. control and uh, put God in the driving seat, uh, the driver's seat, mm-hmm. uh, that's why when I see that bumper sticker, God is my co-pilot, I say, no, 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 that's not right. God is yeah. my pilot. Yeah. And uh, that's where that where that freedom is because now I live my life for him, not through the accomplishments and the accolades that I bring to myself. And I do think in the world in which we live, there is a um, there's a desire for people to find satisfaction, mm-hmm. to f- find completeness, 
And uh, if that's in my job or what I accomplish or how much money that I make, it's you know there's not a happiness and a joy there. But when you when you see someone that's living that life where Christ is on the throne, Christ is preeminent in their life, man, that joy of the Lord just oozes out, mm-hmm. and it's refreshing. And I think that's the thing that we pray that the body of Christ and uh, the members of the churches in Austin would live their life in such a way that they may see Christ and be attracted there. And I I look at some of our churches, and you know that I consult with a lot of them, and they're looking for, you know, ways, how do we attract people? I said, Mm -hmm. live live Christ-like lives. Live that light on the hill Mm -hmm. uh, kind of a life, and people will come, and they'll ask you, what's going on? What's different? How how is it that there is joy in your life? So, you know, I, I think it's it's a continual struggle, and will be a struggle toward the end of time. Mm-hmm. But uh, the amazing thing, we as believers have that answer for right. our unsafe friends, and uh, I hope and I pray that people will begin those conversations to share their faith with their friends for sure. Well, you know, the scripture tells us that Jesus said, "Pick up your cross daily, <laughs> yes, and follow me." Yeah. Uh, the cross is empty. Yeah, yeah. It's empty. Mm-hmm. And so we don't pick up burdens and we don't pick up, pick up sorrows and things. Yeah. We pick up the joy of the Lord Jesus. That's what that means to us. The cross is life. Yes. That's exactly it's not right. death. That's right. And if we look at the cross, it's empty because the Lord Jesus is on the throne mm-hmm. of mercy and grace and goodness and kindness and hope and everything. Mm-hmm. And when we're praying, he's praying with us and for us. Amen. And so he's not on the cross now. He, that's what the resurrected life is. Mm-hmm. Crucified life is like we're just constantly being burdened and carried and pushed and, and drugged through life. The Easter life is when it's the glorious life. We, when we recognize their issues and those we, we have to attend to, we have to give them the Lord Jesus. We have to pray. We have to get good counsel. That's why pastors are so important, David. Amen, amen. But I also say this, I, you know, to those uh, to those folks that are sitting in the pew on a weekly basis, you know, if if you have uh, an anxiety or you have a nervousness about sharing your faith, uh, go to your pastor. Get a friend to pray with you. Mm-hmm. Begin to pray for those friends that you know that don't have a relationship with Christ, that God would give you the words and the boldness to, uh, to be able to share your faith with your, with your neighbors. You know, so often I'll hear people say, well, what if they ask me a question that I don't know? I say, you know what, just tell them I don't know the answer. I'll, uh, I'll go ask Evelyn or whoever <laughs> else you know. <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> find the answer. But more times than not, that, you know, that bazinga kind of question more is to just take you off task. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I found myself even at times saying, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but let me tell you what Jesus has done for me. Yes. And that personal testimony yes. of how God has worked. As we were talking about your health issues, mm-hmm. boy, I tell you, you, you have an opportunity to say, except for God showing up in my life, mm-hmm. where would I be and what would what would life be like? So, Well, you know, I, I, it's good you mentioned that because uh, through the years I, I've been, my doctor just, thinks I'm not ordinary. <laughs> uh, but when there are things going on that that I need to trust the Lord for completely, mm-hmm. yes. I have to trust my advisors yep. and friends mm-hmm. and ask them to pray that, you know, we would come to a decision about what to do or what not to do. Yeah. And it is so exciting to have the opportunity to say, I really do need you to pray for me today. I've got this knot on my head that's as big as my fist, and I want it to go away. And it is so exciting with Christians that you that you have relationships with, mm-hmm. that you can be vulnerable and say, I need your prayer. I, you know, I'm just kind of struggling right now. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, it is so wonderful. If you see a person in distress, yesterday Van saw a man, okay. and he had a little sign, and Van uh, uh, decided he'd go back and give him some money. Okay, but when he back, went back, the man was gone. Wow! And I, he, he said, I don't understand that. You know, the Lord said, go give, go help him. Mm-hmm. And Van takes water in his pickup truck when he's delivering good news journals, and yes. he sees a guy on the street with a sign. You mm-hmm. know, he. He gives them a bottle of water. Sometimes he gives them a dollar. Uh-huh. But 
That's his ministry. Yes. And he, he came back and he said, you know, when I went back, that guy was gone. But you know what was amazing? He was obedient to God's I, directive. That's what I told him. I said, you did the turnaround, honey. That's right. You do the turnaround. Yeah, you did the turnaround and you were obedient to God's, you know, God's challenge to his spirit. Yeah. And thankfully, Van has an open hope and heart to that. And hey, what a what a better way to fulfill that scriptural mandate to give a cup of cold water in uh, in my name. And That's so, what he likes to do. In fact, all the water that was left over at Camp Mabry this week, he <laughs> packed it up in two big boxes and he... That's what he'll do in the weeks and times to come. Wow. But, you know, when we're talking about pick up our cross and follow him daily, yes. it's moment by moment more than just a day. Yeah. We yeah. start in the morning with devotions, if we can, mm-hmm. pray and ask for direction Yeah. that we might go out there and be loved to Jesus with skin on it. I say, go out there and be loved with skin on it. Amen. And it is an exciting life. Mm-hmm. And we've had some real major excitement in Austin the uh-huh. last 10 days. And I want us to talk about that a little bit. Okay. Uh, we, America is in serious trouble, really serious mm-hmm. trouble. And the last two weeks, uh, as I said, has been exciting. Men and women and families have come to realize this. And I want us to talk a little bit about standing in the gap. Okay. Uh, in the year 2013, uh, Franklin Graham was the National Honorary Chairman for uh, National Day of Prayer and wrote the prayer that many, a uh, lot of people across America read at noon on the first Thursday of May. Okay. Because of uh, the cannon building becoming so uh, uh, filled, and that's where the Washington, D.C. event is held, mm-hmm. because the media has taken over half of that floor of that 10 story building. Wow. Uh, they decided that they would have an off-site event, and they planned to go to the Pentagon mm-hmm. and ask Franklin to go there and deliver the message. And so as he prepared for doing that, he kept praying that God had told him to be a man in the gap. Mm-hmm. And that old scripture says, God looked out at the world and he, that he had created, the people that were walking around. He looked at all of it. And he needed someone to stand in the gap between him mm-hmm. and the people who were disobedient. Yes. So he made plans to do that. Eight days prior to the event, they called and disinvited him because they didn't like his message. Oh. And his message was, I'm looking for a man to stand in the gap. Mm-hmm. It broke his heart, David. Yeah. Oh. The uh, Operation Christmas Child, which is love in a shoebox that goes around the world, mm-hmm. is Franklin's ministry. And that is the one partner that we have with National Day of Prayer. Oh, wow. So our connection with Franklin has been long, and mm-hmm. I serve as the Central Texas Coordinator for mm-hmm. for Operation Christmas Child. And we pray for the boxes when we load them on the trucks and do all that. Mm-hmm. He was so burdened by that as he began to pray. And God told him, I want you to go to every state capital in the nation and fill in the gap. Yeah. Fill in the gap. Amen. Amen. So he was here. Oh, I was there. What a uh, what an exciting day. You know, we had almost 10,000 people. Boy, I tell you, it it seemed at least it seemed at least that many. And Evelyn, the message that he had for us, um the the time of prayer, I cannot tell you how many people at that point in him leading us to pray for various things, and he said, you know, I encourage you now uh, to pray uh, that God would heal, that God would forgive the sins of the past. And I cannot tell you how many people, even as I was leaving that event Mm -hmm. and since that event, and it just highlighted for me that there were a lot of people there that have not experienced Mm -hmm. a prayer meeting kind of thing similar to that. And we, I think, kind of take for granted here in Austin what what we have, and the various prayer gatherings that we have. And uh, but it was a, it was an exciting day. There were people from all over the state. It was good. Yeah, we it, we had some fun stories. We had uh, a bus that came from up Fort Hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's in my area for NDP, and uh, they had 26 Christian motorcycle drivers that <laughs> led them into the city, and that was a blast. Yeah. So you know. Uh, the thing that is so important about what Franklin uh, made a decision to do is that it opens up the way yeah. for us to have a leader 
who says, this is the three things that we have to do in America. We are in serious trouble. First one is pray, and we did that. Yes. The second thing is engage, and that's what we've been talking about today. That's right, yes. The engagement. Mm-hmm. And engagement, we think of love and goodness and marriage and, you know, all those things. Mm-hmm. But engagement is when you commit to the situation in which you are presently involved in. Mm-hmm. That's why if you engage a person, yes, then you are connected with them. Let's take our break, David. When we come back, I want us to talk about how Franklin did that and how we've got to do that because America is in serious trouble right after this. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published called Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Coming up, Love Talk with Evelyn Davison. Her guest today is Dr. David Smith. Love talking today about life with changes and differences. Thank you, John. Uh, we are in studio today with one of my very best friends and my pastoral advisor, Dr. David Smith. And we've been talking about what it is that we need to wake up to. Mm-hmm. Our theme for National Day of Prayer this year is Wake Up America. Uh-huh. And so we've been talking about change and differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, just um, the year of 2013, I think it was, we, um, we had a number of uh, engagement Activities. One was uh, done when you and a group of pastors went to the city council. Is that right? That's right. We uh, we saw that the lake was at least sixty feet below level or full, and uh, we went to the city and uh, with the uh, with the prayer on our heart that uh, we were going to seek God that He would fill the lake to six hundred and eighty one feet. It was quite interesting. Uh, because even though the city council will have people on occasion offer prayers, uh, here they, here we were, four or five of us, and uh, I believe uh, Will Davis it offered the prayer for us at that point and did an outstanding job of, of not putting us on the city, but, you know, that the churches needed to step up and engage and to step in the gap, as we've talked about, for the city. We needed water. We needed rain. And what was interesting, Evelyn, was as the lake began to fill, we began to talk about, well, when are we going to have the thank you, Lord, for filling mm-hmm. up the lake. And we said this. We said, whenever it fills, and we'll uh, we'll look at all the news media, when they declare that it's full, we'll do the following Thursday, we'll do the prayer meeting. So it fills up on the Friday before Good Friday, which would have... Good Friday. Yeah, Good Friday, which would have meant that the service would have been on Monday, Thursday. Yes. And we said, you know, with everything that everybody's got going on, let's just postpone it a week. Just It just seemed to be a normal thing to do. And we were going to do it on Thursday because we were going to go back to the city council the morning of this uh-huh. Thank the Lord prayer service and get them to issue a, another proclamation. They weren't very interested in another yeah. proclamation. <laughs> I understand. But uh, the Monday after Easter, I hope I'm not messing everybody up on all these dates, but we were over to Hyde Park. So Kai Bowman, Will Davis, Abraham Perez, Rick Randall, Trey Kent, and myself, and and kind of strategizing what was the thank the Lord service going to look like. And it was interesting. I think it was Will jumped out of his chair and he said, Guys, do you know how many days it was from when we first went to the thir- city council till this Thursday? He said, it's 681. Isn't it amazing? God in his goodness. We prayed for the lake to be filled at 681, and it was exactly 681 days. But you know, that just blows your mind. <laughs> God is that interesting. That's right. In the deities of our life, David. That's right. And the essentials. Yeah. You know, water is an essential. Yeah, absolutely. That the, because of that, uh, when Governor Perry was still uh, 
in governor, mm-hmm. he had asked us to follow up with a um, statewide uh, event at the Capitol on a, on a Saturday night. Oh, I remember that. And yeah. call people from throughout the state to come. To, and they, he wanted to do that. We did that in Houston. And the result was he had a wedding. Family wedding he didn't know about it after all the plans were made. <laughs> and it, we made those not just with National Day of Prayer, but with Dave Welch, who mm-hmm. is the executive director for Texas Pastors Council, and Carol Everett, who's with Heidi Group. Mm-hmm. And so all of them were just doing all that, and I was kind of in the background. And and then suddenly we came to realize that, uh, you know, it, the border had failed. Yeah. Babies were coming across the border on top of boxcars. Mm-hmm. And we were praying, you know, yeah. for water, but we were praying for other things, security, yeah, all of that, seven centers. And when we realized that, it it came so evident that we could not do it yeah. because we didn't have any security. Yeah. And so God changes plans. Sometimes, you know, as he leads us to do things, he leads us to encounter and engage. That's right. And what it ended up to be all across the state of Texas we had a silent assembly, either courthouse or somewhere, just like we do for NDP. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't understand completely how important it is that we not only engage the Lord Jesus in what we're doing, but that we come together as pastor groups. Tell me a little bit this, about this pastor group. <laughs> how did it come about? Well, uh, Trey Kent, Rick Randall, and myself, uh, it kind of started with us going to Brooklyn Tabernacle and uh, experiencing yes. the Tuesday night prayer meeting and uh, coming back and saying, let's uh, let's really begin to engage pastors in prayer. And uh, early on, uh, Dan Davis was involved with this, this as well, and so we would call a pastor, uh, most of the time somebody we didn't know. We'd go to his office and say, we just need about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the two or the three of us that were there, we would just pray for him. Before, you know, we'd talk about anything. We didn't have anything to sell. And after praying for that pastor, Evelyn, in most cases, we'd say, is there anything that you want us to pray for you? Mm-hmm. And going back to what you had earlier said, so many of them had, you know, had personal, very private uh, issues that they were dealing with. But because we were pastors, they felt the freedom to share that with mm-hmm. us. And we began to pray. And you were seeing all over the city, uh, rather than prayers of desperation there's just a an expectancy toward prayer i think god has strategically set aside trey and marianne kent to really kind of be the the prayer leaders and you know just even in the past couple of days as it's as it's pretty clear who the republican and who the democrat candidates are going to be in all of the debates that are going on Mm -hmm. uh trey did something interesting and we're so glad that he's kind of come around to this facebook thing but uh, he actually took two of the best pictures of both of the candidates, you know, because everybody's got yeah. little oddities in the pictures that they typically pick. And he said he was just inviting the body of Christ. Let's pray for these folks and let's yes. pray for the process. And it, it was so refreshing because I hear Christians. I go to coffee. Oh, what about this? What was me? Where are we going to go? Which way are this kind of thing? Yeah. And the Lord's not wringing his hands over this. Yeah. And I think that's what I am seeing as the churches are coming together to pray. And so quarterly, we're looking for opportunities to to bring the larger body of Christ to uh, together to pray. And it's opened up all kinds of things. In September, we're going to be at Promised Land and have a prayer meeting there. Dripping Springs First Baptist Church oh. is looking for a pastor. And when I met with the church as they're beginning the process for looking for a new pastor, I said, hey, how about if I bring my friends and we do a, a prayer service? And rather than, oh, I guess... I can't do anything else, so I'll pray. The thought is... Pray is first. Prayer's first. I'll pray for you, and if there's anything less I can do... Engagement. Exactly. And that's what I'm hoping the message that is captured, you know, across the country uh, by our churches, by our pastors, and by this kind of thing. And so the Franklin Graham event was was outstanding. I know going into it, uh, you know, people said, well, is this going to be a political thing? It was a prayer thing. Oh, it really, it really was. There was, uh, there was no opportunity for any candidates to speak, mm-hmm. and to see the variety of people who uh, who were out there hours before, 
And man, it was a human muggy day that yeah. we don't have very often. Yeah. And uh, you had people that, uh, boy, were needing some uh, emergency assistance mm-hmm. and this kind of thing. But it was a it was a refreshing day. We had a, um, an event with him prior to the Capitol, yeah. going to the Capitol. And his family came with him this time. Mm-hmm. And Graham Lotz, uh, his sister, mm-hmm. who's... Uh, Franklin always said was a better preacher than he is. <laughs> uh, his wife, mm-hmm. uh, his daughter mm-hmm. that's pregnant, yeah, and his son Will. Yes, and the engagement of all of them yeah. was just like they were my next door neighbor to us, and I've known them a long time. Uh-huh. You know, it, it and that is so important for us. If we're going to make a difference yeah. in the lives of others, we've got to get engaged. That's right. We've got to report for duty. Absolutely. We've got to get out of the prayer closets and get on active duty, like the pastors are doing. Absolutely. You all work outside, engage each other, and then you come <laughs> together and worship and pray. And that's what it takes, David. It's going to take that. It's going to take that. And the, and the amazing thing, Evelyn, you've got so many churches with a variety of convictions about things, but we can all come together and pray. That is an absolute miracle. It really is. It is. And when we came, we came to Austin. Um, someone asked me how I first became involved with prayer. Okay. Uh, we moved into a, an area where they were building custom homes, and uh, I d- didn't want to come to Austin. I was scared of it. I didn't want to. <laughs> my boys here. You know, it was just fear was my biggest enemy. And so we. At that time, a lady named Evelyn Christensen wrote a book. Okay. What happens when women pray? You know what? I have not even heard of that book. I got to jot that. It down. changed Austin because it changed women's hearts for prayer. Uh-huh. We discovered we didn't have to pray like preachers. I tell you where you can get it. <laughs> Go to Olibris, A L I B R I S. Okay. Uh, that is a used and new book uh, online service. Okay. Probably buy it for ninety nine cents and okay. pay three. Dollars to have it shipped. Okay. What happens when women pray, Elizabeth? Okay. But you know, as these women sat around and we learned how to pray, we prayed in a conversational tone. Mm-hmm. We didn't say, "Oh God of the mountain, God of the uh, valley." We said, "Lord, you're here and we're here, and we don't know how to connect with you. We want to get engaged." That's right. We put little signs out in our yard that we made up cardboard like the beggars do yeah. that said women praying here today <laughs> on the stick and started in the, the UT area uh-huh. around Hyde Park and moved north wow. and then finally after about four years we moved south that really was the basis of what prayer was in those days Lord our society this was back in the early 70s yeah. the first event we had for NDP was big event was 1976 which was America's sesquicentennial mm-hmm. birthday yes. 200th birthday yeah and so you know it has been exciting for me mm-hmm. who was so filled with fear to come to Austin wow to think that you know i could have an opportunity someday to work with men like you David. Well, pastors and people that really have a heart for seeking and engaging the Lord Jesus in what we do every day. Well, listen, you you set the climate, and uh, I know as I've talked to pastors, you know, who have been praying through, you know, the open door that God's provided for them to come to the Austin mm-hmm. area. There's just been a real attraction here because there's just an openness and. Um, just a sense of expectancy in prayer. You know, a lot of times I, I find people, they go to God in prayer with uh, with the emergencies that they can't handle. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if, Lord, you need to wake up. I've got something here really big that you probably don't know about. As though, you know, they're kind of hoping maybe that God might answer. And I think that's a distinct difference in, in what I'm seeing here in Austin. I think there's an expectation. There's a belief. There's a trust that God can and will answer prayer. And as we as we prayed through the, the lake being full, hey, is the lake gonna go down again? Probably yeah. without a doubt. But it was a it was a picture that God can answer prayer and he does it very uniquely, in his own time, in his own way. Could the Lord have filled it immediately? Absolutely. But he chose to take six hundred and eighty one days. And that's where as we pray, we have to trust that God's got a purpose. That verse of Scripture, Evelyn, many are the plans of a man's heart, but the Lord's purpose prevails. 
and his heart is that none would perish, that all would come to repentance. Absolutely. And so we just pray. We continue to pray. And I think it is highly, highly amazing that we are in Austin. I go to the UT football games and their little Mm -hmm. tagline, what starts here changes the world. I want the the body of Christ to adopt uh, that kind of a vision, that what starts here and as the world's come to Austin and Austin in its massive growth, Mm -hmm. that we are sending people back out to be missionaries and prayer warriors. Uh, in the world around, and you know that you know that as well as anybody. Well, you know it is interesting that uh, this has uh, happened in Austin, yeah. because Austin is a liberal city. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do believe, with all my heart, David, one of the reasons is, is we have had uh, with Governor Rick Perry a strong believer in the Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. a strong motivator, a strong prayer warrior, and now with uh, with um, Governor, Governor Adam Adam was, Oh my goodness, his his presentation we want to talk at, about N- at NDP was just extraordinary. I want, to, I want to pick your brain about that, pick your heart. <laughs> it is time for us to take a break. Let's do that. We'll be back with Love Talk right after this. Stay with us. Thank you, John. We are in studio today having a wonderful time. I know you are, John, because I am talking to our one of our best friends, David Smith. And David is a pastor's pastor in the city of Austin, the capital area of of the great state of Texas. I'm telling you, it's a great place to serve. It really is. You know, and, we, and we've been talking about differences and and changes yes. in our lifetime and how we're seeing God move in ways mm-hmm. that are in response to our unbelief going before him. Absolutely. And submission and uh, and love and, and action. You know, that I think that what has happened is pastors in this city are now reporting for active duty. Amen. They're getting out of the pulpit. Yes. And people are getting out of the peace. And that was what Franklin Graham heart was to mm-hmm. stand in the gap. But I want to talk just a little bit, David, about your reaction to our to the prayer breakfast that we had with with Governor Greg Abbott and with John Hagee. It was what? It was great. It was great. Evelyn, I cannot believe. I think we were celebrating your 40th yes. year as uh, as leader of that great event. And uh, every year you are so kind to make sure that uh, I get a ticket and have an opportunity to come. And it was fun to have my dear wife there. But uh, I tell you, I uh, and, and Governor Perry has done a great job over the years. But, uh, but Governor Abbott, uh, what a tremendous heart. I Just reflecting back. You know, he starts and so very gracious in honoring you and recognizing his lovely wife and then sharing uh, about how God has really led him to take the adversities and the difficulties of his life and use them as an opportunity to be a witness and a testimony. It was uh, it was fun to hear him talk about how that he was listening in for the uh, Decision America event that took place Mm -hmm. at the Austin Capitol. And he really, his takeaway was, you know what, I need to be bold with my faith. And he was telling the story uh, about a gal coming after him and, uh, you know, uh, you know, how do I engage? What do I engage? Do I just let this go? And uh, he responds to her Twitter, her tweet, excuse me, with his own tweet, which I think got something like three million, you know, hits. And he thought to himself, well, I need to step into and I need to engage with the opportunities that the Lord gives me and speaking that truth in love Mm -hmm. and not just letting it lay. And I think I think the takeaway for all of us that were there was here is our governor, our leader looking for ways to engage his faith Mm -hmm. and the platform that the, the God that God has given him. And he really does attribute the fact that God has worked through the adversities and the challenges of his life to put him in this place. And, Evelyn, that's where so many Christians miss out. We read the Word and we read the verse, and we know that all things work together for good. What we translate that is, I want everything in my life to be good. Right. And uh, boy, it was a it was a great testimonial. He did great, and then uh, then Heggie, in, oh, in yes. his own way, jumped in. He uh, he has such a great way with humor, and uh, with the truth and the power of God's word. Um, great admonition to pastors, telling them love your wife first, yes. love your kids first. Yes, the success of your marriage and you being a father 
is uh, is significant and vital and important. And uh, I'm telling you, Evelyn, when I walked out of there, I was kind of I was kind of floating. Um, and uh, but it was a good it was a good day. You know, the thing about Dr. Hagee uh, is he is a, a TV personality, and but. He is known for his love for Israel. Oh, he is. He has raised millions and millions and millions of dollars for Israel. Oh, they were talking about all the hospitals and the emergency vehicles and all this thing that had, you know, their ministry and their name attached to it. Yeah. But he came from adversity, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had a rough life. He, yeah. Uh, he, and he readily admits that, you yeah. know, that. Because he came from sin to what he calls security, you know, that God's love. See, mm-hmm. and we prayed a lot for him because we don't normally have preaching preachers. You know, <laughs> we like encouragers. But I, in in the um, connection and engagement with him that mm-hmm. we had, uh, I just said to him, you know, our goal today is to bring people to the point mm-hmm. that they recognize. The answer for this nation in any this family, mm-hmm. this city, is first of all that we pray. Yep. Secondly, is that we do Frank what Franklin said, we engage people. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the thing that just really uh, was so cute with uh, Governor Abbott was we uh, for some reason the hotel didn't get the message what time to serve the food. And Jimmy was busy on his side taking care of his business, and I was on the governor's side. We were taking care of our business. And they had given us a brand muffin, uh, the head table got okay. a brand muffin. And he ate his and I think a little bit of mine. And uh, and so we were just kind of visiting back and forth because I've known him a long time. Mm-hmm. I've interviewed him a lot, and and he's just a good friend. Uh-huh. And finally he said to me, he said, John, is this all we're going to get today? <laughs> How cute is it? I had to it? jump up. And I said, I didn't even notice. See, you just get oh, you oblivious were... to some of those things. Absolutely. And so I got up and went to the kitchen and said, where is the food? Because yeah. it was 20 minutes. You know? Oh, we did. Yeah. In fact, I think uh, Jimmy had to uh, encourage them to go ahead and begin to yeah. bring out the food. But, you know, we've uh, not only do we have... You know, a government, a governor with a heart for the Lord, um, a friend to the South in John Hagee. But, uh, boy, we've got pastors all across the city. Your pastor, my friend Steve Washburn, mm-hmm. has just written this new book, Salt. And I am telling you, uh, I got one of those uh, privileged opportunities. He, he said, uh, hey, Smith, I got this book. Read it and, and see what you think. And I read it. And uh, I told him, I said, get it out. I, I'll be honest with you. I bought I bought a copy for every one of our pastors to Wonderful. encourage them. Yes. Here's a pastor who speaks the truth in love yes. and God's hand and God's favor is on him. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I pray for Steve. I tell him, I said, I know you're uh, a couple of years ahead of me, but uh, don't retire. Yeah. Uh, you know, Caleb's asking for the mountain at age 80. So keep going and keep doing. And I think as the people in the pews are praying for their pastors, God's going to give that boldness to those pastors to continue to speak mm-hmm. into. And I know at your church, Steve readily is encouraging you to engage Absolutely. for the cause of Christ. Absolutely. Not just to engage, but to engage with purpose, you know, for those things that, uh, you know, are the truth of God's Word. So I, I know you're proud of him. Have you gotten to read the book yet? Well, no, I did get a copy. Good. and I, Well, I ordered, uh, you know, a case or two. Yeah. And we gave the governor a copy, and oh, Dan Patrick, and, and those that were there. Mm-hmm. Um he, when we were uh, finished up starting churches in Austin, we had, Van and I helped start 15 churches. Okay. Out of Hyde Park okay. and then out of, you know, Leander, mm-hmm. uh, Lake Travis. Uh, we uh, were tired of moving pianos and chairs, and we thought about going back to Hyde Park, which is our home church. Uh-huh. And uh, we had... Two grandchildren that we had not poured our life into. We had not engaged. Gotcha. And they were living in Pluterville okay. and going to First Baptist Church in Pluterville. And so uh, we prayed about it, and we took some time. We visited and rested. And Van said, we have got to go. Wow. Where the kids are. Wow. Uh, he said, it depends on what we get when we go there. Gotcha. And we had not visited. And so we went, and then I went the next week to visit with Dr. Steve and, and my, uh, and tell them, you know, what I do, and yeah. I said, Van and I have decided that we will not teach uh, 
and he wants to resign as a delder because his health is not good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we went through all that, and I said, I want to be sure that, you know, you you know where I'm coming from and that I'm not a threat to you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's silly to think that, but I've had some experiences that you might know. And so they were just so gracious. Evelyn, you just come and you do whatever God tells you to do. <laughs> Well, and, every- and so what happened was is he started writing. We did a, a writers' conference uh, class at uh, at First Baptist in Pflugerville, and uh, I said to him, "You need to write a book. That's you right. need to write a book." Yeah. And so when he came up with the name Salt, it just thrilled me mm-hmm. because I talk about salt all the time. You know, we're salty mm-hmm. because it makes you thirsty for what God has. Amen. That's exactly right. Well, you and Van are so good. We uh, every time I get a preach and fill in for Steve, you all are in your spot. I know <laughs> if 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 that seat's not taken, I know you're you're somewhere. Else. Well, I've been out for a little while uh, with all this going on. Oh my goodness! You know, I, I want us to talk in our closing minutes today okay. about grace for living. That is an exchange process. Absolutely, absolutely. How necessary is it? Well, it is. I mean, it, you know, grace Grace is the message of the gospel. As we have talked, you know, throughout the entirety of our time today, uh, the world needs to know grace. They they live in a world where everything is measured up by what I do and how I respond and how I look and what I've accomplished. And there's always somebody better. So there's no way to be successful in uh, in a legalistic approach to life. But that grace is so freeing. And that's what, as I as I look and as I engage people, they're just looking. They're looking for love. They're looking for that grace. They're looking for that relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, and the Lord has promised us that if my people will pray and seek my face, then I will uh, I will hear from heaven. I want to I want to complete an earlier thought, Evelyn. You know, okay. the uh, the lake is filled at six eighty one, but it it overflows at seven fourteen. And so when you think about Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name. And so uh, it's interesting. They keep uh, opening the spillway, which drops that level there. But we're praying for a 7.14 and, uh, again, a metaphor to what we're wanting God to do. But if the, if the body of Christ will engage, as you've said, God will show up and show off. You know, I am so excited about this, David, uh, and I just want to thank you again and again for what you have contributed to my life and to Van's life well, and in you. this city. Yeah. But I, there are people out there that are listening to us that uh, that just uh, want what it is you have. They well, want what I have. Amen. And they don't know how to get it. That's it. I want you to tell them how. Absolutely. If you're listening to us today and uh, and you're searching for an answer, I want to share with you that Jesus is the answer. In fact, in John, the Gospel of John, in fact, if you want to get a, a book of the Bible and read it, get that out and read it. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And it's a, it's a, it's, it's a coming to, it's a confessing to God that I can't do it on my own. And it's a turning over the leadership the uh, the throne of my own life and accepting his free gift of grace and of love. And if you will simply cry out to God, pray to God, just tell the Lord, Lord, I need you and I'm a sinful person and I can't do this on my own. The Lord will honor that prayer, come into your life and change you. And uh, so thanks for the opportunity to join my good friend Evelyn this morning. And if we can ever be of help, uh, give us a call. Let us know. Give us our uh, number. Absolutely. The uh, the number at the Austin Baptist Association is 512-454-2558. Give me a call. Love to visit with you. Uh, we're just down the road from the studio. Evelyn has moved a couple of times, and so I'm excited that if... Uh, her in in house guest doesn't show up. She can call me. Oh, and say, hey, Get down here in five minutes. We've got to we got to record. But uh, if I can, any way that I can, I want to be of help. Well, we certainly thank you today, um, David. When we look at where we are in America, we have got to stand up. Amen. We've got to report for duty. That's right. We've got to engage the surroundings around us. Amen. And as important as anything, we have got to vote. We have got to stand with the Lord Jesus. And how we do that, I have no earthly idea. Mm-hmm. The choices we have right now are not what I would call number one choices. Mm-hmm. 
But we've got to get out there and find out what the difference is between the conservative biblical point of view and the liberal socialist point of view. It's strong, and it is the thing that we're going to be voting on. We, we sometimes we just wonder how God does things and why he does things uh, and how he can use some people and not use others. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was a, an encounter in the Bible where um, a donkey spoke. <laughs> a donkey spoke. Mm-hmm. God can use anything and nothing is impossible. Amen. And if God's people get on our knees and pray and then we get out there and engage people, yes, talk to them about the issues. Yes, I want to have you come back and let us talk about some of these issues. Let's do about it. the bathroom issue. Yeah. You know, that's so stupid. <laughs> the bathroom <laughs> issue. When there are things in this nation mm-hmm. yeah. that really, you know, they're hungry people. Mm-hmm. There are people that, veterans that are dying on the street. We need to do something in the way of leadership to balance all of this so that we can truly be a nation that God can use for his glory. That's why we were founded. That's why you're here and that's why I'm here. It's because we are soldiers of the cross. Yes. We are God's Calvary during this season. Amen. So give us a call. If you prayed with David today, give us a call at five on the Love Line, 512-249-6535, or go to the website, lovetalknetwork.com. We'll see you again next week, and we'll be listening to you and uh, today's Christian Talk on the bridge at 1120 on Saturday at 12, at 2, I'm sorry, and Sundays at 3.